What's up, everybody out there? Welcome back to the West 71st Street Pod. I'm here with AJ Jamal, and I'm Fred. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Hey, man, it's uh, Dr. Edwards now. That's all I'll be going by for the foreseeable future. It's been a long layover, but your fight will now be able that to take true. off. That is true. That is true, Dr. Edwards. Damn. Yeah. Yes, Dr. Edwards. Excuse me. Yeah, let, me let me put some respect on your name, Doc. You right, you right. Yeah, put some respect on that man. Yeah, it's been well over a year. Everybody, it's, it's good to be back with my brothers and be recording. Let me tell you, I, I know it's been a year because we're over here doing multiple takes to get through the intro. We joking, we having a cut and saying, yo, let's run that back. I'm not liking that. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's weird, but it's cool and it's fun to be back. Yo, like before we even get into our topics, I, I guess we want to just talk to y'all about what's been up with this, what the break's been looking like, and what y'all got to expect from us in the future. AJ? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I really ain't been up to nothing really new. Honestly, just same old thing. Um, I just been working. Um, I got a new job, got a new apartment um, up in March. So just maintaining that. Um, got a couple trips coming up. Um, yeah, other than that, nothing really new. Um, just I know I just kicked it, you know, with Jamal not too long ago, around my birthday and special, just uh, hanging and maintaining. Love to hear, man. Jamal, my bad. Doc, go ahead and hit us with it. Let people know. Let people know. Much appreciated. Much much appreciated. So I'm gonna take this time to gas up myself a little bit because ain't nobody gonna gas me up like me. Uh, so obviously, Dr. Evers now graduated in May, Doctor of Physical Therapy, and I am now um, in one of the best residencies in the country at Duke University Health System as an orthopedic physical therapy resident. Um, I don't do this often, so I'm kind of laying into it right now. Please uh, don't mind me. I'm typically very, very humble, and I usually am very self-deprecating as well. But uh, yes, I have a job at Duke University, and it's been great so far. It's been my first week. Um, really excited to see where it takes me, and uh, just excited to uh, enjoy my time this year and enjoy Durham, North Carolina. Hey, man, you let it hear. Definitely glad to hear you out there. I know it's going to be some uh, some exciting. Um, Exciting years with you being out there, especially going to be some real cool uh, athletes that you'll, get to, that you'll get to see come through. So excited for you, man. And for myself, uh, I guess the last time we were, last time we shared, I think I just got back from my deployment. So I was I was just excited to be home. Um, since then, life's been crazy. Um, I got a new promotion in the Air Force. I moved to Florida. I bought a crib. Um, me and the family out here, we loving it, man. So it's uh it's it's been a blessing, man. I'm I'm definitely on my way to being a Florida man. I'm, you know, seeing how I can get myself some weak dreads. I mean, maybe face tattoo, get myself some goals. I really want to get something. I'm jealous of the weather. Oh uh, yeah, man, it's nice. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not like a Texas where we're getting hundred degrees. It's like eighty something with a nice breeze every day. Definitely. That's, that's the alligator, man. And I, I just want to say, too, 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say too, don't don't let Jamal fool y'all, man. He's uh he 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 talks a lot of shit. Don't don't let him fool y'all. Um with with the whole, you know, Dr. Edwards thing, you know. No, 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 congrats. He is he's a good doctor, y'all. You know, he's a doctor, but don't let him fool y'all. He talks. Man, honestly, AJ, I'm a little disappointed right now. I feel like you're not talking and giving yourself the hype you deserve for the last year you've been having. Moving in your job, you've been like steady leveling up and talking about what the future is going to hold for yourself. So I'm a little disgusted with you right now, but I'll let you live right now. You can, you know what I mean? You can speak on that in your own time. No, I mean, the dude's a doctor, though, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel you, though. No, I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate it, bro. Like, I mean, you know. I'm just trying to just keep steady, man. Just keep my head down and do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? But no, I, hey, bro, I, I mean, y'all let me go after him. I don't know. <laughs> At least I'll let you go first. No, nah, man. At the end of the day, man, I'm splitting rent right now. So I, yeah, I, you can't say the same, bro. I'm splitting rent. I got it easy. You've been leveling up for real, for real. Ugh. Agree to disagree, man. So before we um before we waste any more of y'all time as we start to catch up, we I guess we're gonna go ahead and get in our topics. Um as, as always, you know, in the fellas, we're huge about our um comics, our movies, et cetera. And one of the things we're always joking about with one of our homeboys, Joel, shout out to Joel, by the way, is the dumpster fire that is the DC universe, right? What do they have going on over there? I don't know, but all I know is Ezra Miller should have been in jail like six months ago. <laughs> hey, man. Ezra, Ezra Miller is getting off right now, and I don't get it. I, I truly don't get it. Hey, bro, you brought up Florida Man. That's the real Florida Man. He's the original Florida Man. Ezra Miller... No matter where he goes, somebody's getting terrorized. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Flash. It seems like they're going to go through with it. He just made that uh, statement earlier this week. But they got to get that taken care of because there's just so much turmoil, like with them canceling Batgirl and all this stuff with Ezra Miller and like the screenings for Black Adam not having good reviews, like. It's just all over the place right now. And it really, really sucks because they have some really cool characters in the wheelhouse and they deserve to kind of have some of the shine that the lesser, like impressive Marvel series that we've been getting in phase four, they, they deserve a little bit more pub than some of the uh, Marvel series haven't got, have gotten this phase. Oh, for sure. And it, it's kind of crazy, too, because we've been, I think since we last recorded, we got like three or four uh, Marvel series. And at times they've had, you know, pretty decent highs, but I don't think we've necessarily been wild in a minute. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was laughing the other day. I saw a tweet. Somebody says, statistically, it's more likely that you get struck by, no, this is right. It's more likely that you get punched by Ezra Miller than is hit by lightning. <laughs> so, yeah, man, dude's got to go away, man. I, I, I'm i not here for it at all. 
But no, nah, for I, I gotta take this time. Like again, like we try to be socially conscious on this show, and we try to like put our best foot forward as far as um kind of the social scene and what we're going through right now. So if we refer to Ezra Miller as a he during this time, we uh, definitely want to give him the respect that um, they deserve because his pronouns are they, them. So um, even though they're going through a lot right now, we still want to give them that respect um, with their pronouns. No, absolutely. They definitely need to go away though. All I know is if you got to put stipulations on your movie to come out, like it just shouldn't come out. No, that's factual. I'm, I'm honestly, I, I couldn't feel for a PR specialist more than whoever's going through the flash because the speeches they're having to write, the disclaimers, is all like honestly, it just sucks. I can't imagine working. Can you imagine what that office is like right now? Every day, if you're Ezra Miller's agent, you've got to be afraid of what you're going to wake up to. Listen, there's going to be a segment later on this episode where we talk about someone else's PR team. <laughs> but right now, the top two is Ezra Miller and who we going to get to later. So I just, I feel for him because that's one of the hardest jobs in the world right now. How do y'all feel about Black Adam? I don't know that the world needs a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie at all, like any of them. So that's where I'm at with I'm, Black Adam. I'm not excited at all. Not even a little bit. I think, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, as I've told y'all before, anything The Rock gets his hands on seems to like, short-term glory and then just fizzles out after like six months of release so like I, I don't think that's what they need right now but that's just me hey really quick so would i like to place yeah. a wager right here on this recording about whether or not we'll see a kevin hart cameo <laughs> because i'm like I, I think I would be willing to make a healthy wager about whether or not we'll see bro walking down the street. Just something. If I see movie. Kevin Hart in a DC film, um, I'll, I'll never watch another film ever again. Bro, and that's the crazy thing because alright, so let's... Kevin Hart is a very, very, very funny person. His old stand-ups are classics. I'm sure behind closed doors, he's one of the funniest people in the world. And I'm sure a lot of people really get a kick out of hanging out with him. But the way that they've tried to make him this era's Eddie Murphy, it's not working. And they just got to stop because he's funny, but he's not like movie funny. And he hasn't been movie funny and like pretty much anything that he's been since like uh think like a man is that what the movie was called like he was he was funny in that but like he's really not our Eddie and it's got about Soul Train bro no, I think you mean was Soul Plane yeah. Soul Plane wow yeah I'm sorry yeah well like yeah, Soul Plane before yeah that's like I want to say that movie's like two thousand and 
2004, Soul Plane came out. I'm just saying, he was funny in that one. Absolutely. I, I agree with you, but like Eddie Murphy had Coming to America, all the Beverly Hills cops trading, trading places. Like, it, it was just different, bro. It I was just different. Taken, I have never seen a Beverly Hills cop movie. Oh, you tripping. You're tripping. Have you ever seen Trading Places? Him and Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, long, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, I haven't seen it, like, as of recent. But, but even seeing- then, like, coming to America alone, bro, like, that's, like, that alone is tough to get over. And, like, of course we got to respect, like, what Kevin Hart has done in his career. But he's been in so much stuff. I feel like we're overloaded. And I know we started this about, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but that's his boy. Like, Wait, time out. Stop. Fred, have you seen Beverly Hills Cop? Yeah, but I'll say not within probably the last 10 years. Okay, so but I'm just thing, not... What is the value rate of me going back to watch those? I think they're funny. I really do. I, I think all the Beverly Hills Cops are funny. I'm, like the original has has a uh, probably the best jokes, um, but yeah, I think they're funny. Have you ever thought like that? That's this is a, probably a topic for another time. But like, what is really funny? You know, have you ever thought about it's that? Subjective. Like, we talk about this all the time in the chat. It's subjective. Yeah, like, what is really funny? You know, like that's probably a topic for another time. But yeah, DC is 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 uh is rotting away. But that's that's not on us. So, <laughs> not for sure. Yo, wait a real in real quick, AJ. <laughs> uh, so, although uh, DC is definitely a dumpster fire, I guess some of the most inconsistent feedback I've been hearing over the past year or so is about Marvel Phase Four and everything from some of the some movies like The Eternals to where we are now with even some of the series and seeing how everything is um, is about to play out. But before we get into this, I just want to say, in our very last episode we recorded, and I mean, y'all can go back and listen, you probably should, but, but the very last episode we recorded, I talked about Jonathan Majors and how dope I think he was. So I honestly can't be more excited to see, and I don't know why it didn't register to me at the time that he was going to end up being King of Conqueror. I'm glad to know that the MCU is going to be on his back for this next phase because I'm I'm excited to see how this all plays out. But to stay on topic. What is what is what do you all think about the state of Marvel right now in the MCU? I'm gonna keep it 100. I think it's like goofy right now. I think the whole like this is the goofy saga right now for me. Um, I just don't like the way the last couple of big crossover films has been played out. You know, when you think about like Thor, Doctor Strange, the last, especially the last Spider-Man. After a couple of watches, that just really just it's just not worth the time. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gotten a little little goofy. It's gotten a little, you know. And I guess you know the whole Disney Marvel thing. You know, you got to respect that, but. I don't know. I like I like the the way it's going as far as the content wise, but all the extra stuff is just a little much. Yeah, I'd have to agree. 
Um, I think so. Actually, I I want to do something just to kind of like give the listeners a bit of context, just in case they kind of forgot something that happened in Marvel Phase Four or any type of reminder. So the movies that have come out in Phase Four: Black Widow, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder, and then obviously the last movie in the installment of Phase 4 is going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever this November. TV shows, WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, which just came out today. Obviously, we're recording on August 18th, so it came out today. Um, And then there's an untitled Halloween special that comes out, obviously, on Halloween, and then a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We are getting a lot, a lot, a lot of filler is what I think. Um, I don't really think many of the products have been good. Um, Like simply with like the movies that I've liked, like Shang-Chi was nice. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home had a lot of fan favorites and a lot of fan service, but kind of like, AJ was saying like it doesn't really have that good of replay value because the content is just like kind of all jumbled and it's a lot more fan service and actually developing the story and the phase um I haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder yet I gotta be honest um Doctor Strange was nice um but, but again I haven't really watched it more than two times even though I have and we all have like access to it all the time now that it's on Disney plus WandaVision was fine. Falcon and Winter Soldier was below average. Loki was fantastic. What If was good. And obviously we saw What If led to some things in Doctor Strange. Hawkeye was fine. Moon Knight was fine. Miss Marvel was slightly above average. And of course, She-Hulk just came out today. We're getting so much filler that it's kind of what again shout out to joel we've talked about this is that we're just getting stories now and nothing's really contributing and moving the phases along it just seems like we're getting stories popped up here and there so it's kind of diluting the value of what we kind of used to know and how the phases used to go and i guess that's just like cheating for marvel because it's like we don't have to really put too much serious dialogue or too much serious content into our films because you've seen that all in the shows because I think there's more value in the shows right now personally than the movies. That's I don't know if that's just me or what, but uh, like Thor was just a total like comedy to me, you know, and I'm just like, that's not even what that character is necessarily about. So I don't know. I like the direction they're going though, as far as the events and, all the crossovers and everything, but they could, they could, they're definitely losing a little recipe a little bit. So there's just two things I want to touch on, then we can keep moving. I, I noticed that when you went through all of your, um, that when you went through everything, I, from what I heard from how you ranked everything, Falcon Winter Soldier was the worst of all the shows and I've got to be honest with you 
I, I couldn't sit through WandaVision again. There's no way. There's no way. And honestly, looking at it now, as I, as I sit and think about it, I'm actually pissed that we didn't see Vision pop up anywhere in Multiverse of Madness. I'm pissed that, I mean, honestly, they could have just summed up Wanda's whole Westfield experience in about a 30-minute episode because I ain't need that unless we're getting Agatha down the line somewhere. But I, I honestly can't say enough how much I thought that that was absolutely just a dreadful series. I think Definitely. that's fair, and I've, I've yeah. heard people say that before. Definitely could have just gave me that one last finale episode, and I would have been all right. But, yeah. I think that, well, we are getting an Agatha series on Disney+. Plus, So that's already been confirmed, and the same actress is going to be playing Agatha. Well, I think that is, like, obviously that's a phase five project, um, but that has already been confirmed. I think that what WandaVision did is it gave us kind of, and again, this is whether you value this or not, it gave us insight into Wanda's mental issues, which could have a really, really, really big payoff later. I don't really think we should talk about it right now because it would spoil quite a lot of things if people haven't actually like gotten into like the House of M, like comics and like how that goes, but understand how mentally unstable she is is super important for like later things. And that's the only reason why I, why I would go back and watch WandaVision. Because you really under and like it makes Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness make a little more sense too. And Catherine Hahn is a goat, so absolutely. No sense. But I'll have to be a little bit further and probably even consider watching that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I get it. I like I really do get it. And a lot of people didn't like Miss Marvel. But I thought Ms. Marvel was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I thought that. it was a fun series. It was I, I don't know. It wasn't so in the first episode, I was afraid. I was like, you know, the way she gets to tell the stories and they go off on different things. I was like, this is gonna get on my damn nerves. But then I said to myself, like as I'm watching, like it's just a fun show to watch. I I don't know. I rocked with it a lot. And I'm I, I'm I guess in down the line, the two things I'm really excited to see, one is going to be in a few months, is what this Black Panther 2 is going to look like. Black Panther 2 is kind of favorite. I'm, I'm so excited, but I'm so afraid of what it's going to look like. I, I have a lot of faith in Ryan Cooper, so I don't think that he's going to blow it. But man, some of his predecessors, some of the predecessor projects from Marvel aren't inspiring a whole lot of hope in me right now. So I, I hope it's good, but ugh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think, um, and maybe I just am a little pessimistic about Marvel right now. And maybe I haven't been paying as much attention as I usually do, or at least like paying attention to the details as much as I usually do. But like y'all remember in Endgame when they they preface Black Panther Wakanda forever in Endgame when they talked about like the tsunamis happening in Wakanda and now yes. we're actually gonna get to it and the only foreshadowing that we've had like so far in this 
is like obviously they have like the post-credit scenes after every show and they have kind of the thing in Shang-Chi that like the Ten Rings is going to be pretty big but like one of the bigger things that we've gotten is like the end of Hawkeye when Kingpin comes back and like in the Eternals like that movie ended with a large hand of like one of the Sentinels or not Sentinels but um oh goodness one of the Celestials in the earth and nobody literally nobody has talked about the huge <laughs> hand sticking out of the earth right now like there's just they're really good with they used to be or again maybe I'm not paying attention they're typically good at attention to detail and touching on things even in the smallest of ways and nobody's talked about it no that's very true um yeah, that's like I said, it's just one of those things, you know, that they kind of faulted out on. But like I said, I like the way the, the the phase is going as far as just like the nostalgia and, you know, the, the reference to the comics, like just knowing, you know, where direction they're going. At. That's the exciting part about it. But definitely just need to give the product a little more juice. Definitely. Which is a good outlook for the future because, like Fred was talking about, like the role that Jonathan Majors is going to play in phase five. Like, we're getting a lot of filler right now, but phase five is probably going to hit us like a ton of bricks with how much we're going to be getting in phase five. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for his, uh, the part he's going to play into it. Definitely. I think that was a great pick for that role. Also, I can watch the last episode of Loki again. So, but so I guess that's enough of that. <laughs> enough of us talking about how uh, some of these um, these movie entities are uh, being uh, not the greatest. Somebody last week, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I saw a tweet last week, and I brought it up to uh, I brought it up in our group chat, and it was a Tory Lane tweet, and he talked about how he thinks music is mid right now, and how. Nothing has really touched him in a minute. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say like when I first looked at it, I'd scroll right past it because just by virtue of who Tory Lanez is, I just didn't I took it with such a grain of salt because I I just don't think too much of him. And it has nothing to do with any of the allegations that are currently pending. Just just as a person, I just don't think too much of Tory. But then I sat back and thought about it and I thought it was maybe worth discussing. So I put in the chat and I thought it was interesting to see who every when everybody thought that they had last listened to an album that touched them. And I mean, I guess I gotta say it, it actually has been a minute. Asia. Uh so first of all, the Tory Lane thing, um his albums and his music has been depleting from my library by the month. So there's that. But um, definitely about, like, the albums that's touched me recently. Definitely Vince Staples' last two albums. Definitely been someone's just some quick go-back-tos, I guess, if you want to say. Um, I'll have to put those up there in the high ranks for sure. But, yeah, Tory Lanez, um, I don't know, man. In some situations, people just got to read the room when you make comments like that, but... Yeah, uh, his his days are coming in my music library for sure. 
I just want to say something real quick, just because as we're going through this, I'm looking back at like the albums that I've listened to this year and trying to see like which ones have made a really big impact on me or not even the last um, couple years, but like even before then, just because like I've, like Vince Staples, the self-titled album came out last year and then he followed it up with the beautiful um, Ramona Park Broke My Heart um, this year. But did y'all know that Kendrick Lamar dropped an album in 2022? That felt like it happened five years ago. Like, I remember listening to the album and I remember being like, yeah, I like this music. But it was the first time where it didn't like hit me as hard as the other ones. Now, maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm not listening to the lyrics as much as I should be. But I don't know, man. He dropped an album earlier this year and I kind of forgot about it. But anyway. Uh, so I agree with AJ. Uh, other than the Vince Stables albums, I would just say the other one that um, was big on me was Isaiah Rashad from last year and Tyler the Creators from last year. Those are probably the only ones. No, go ahead, AJ. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, the Kendrick. Yeah, his his the, the playback value on that is just not that well. Like I'll just say it. Like it's not. I mean, for me personally, you know, I listen to that album, you know, you give Kendrick your, his respect, you know, I listen to it all the way through, whatever. Um, and that's all I really needed from it, to be honest. Like, there's no playback. There's a few songs you pick and pop at, but it's like, I'm not really going to sit there and listen to that album multiple times up and down again. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, so I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a keep it a band with y'all, right? I've so in the last what five months or so I started collecting vinyls, right? I've been I've been really getting my vinyl game up. So you know what I mean I got everything from like you know what I mean some classic rap albums, some instant classics. I got you know I mean not even just rap albums, you know what I mean. I got some Michael Jackson bad. Like I've got okay stuff that you wouldn't be Liberian even girl, bro. Some stuff you wouldn't have even thought about. Bro, I've got all kind of crazy stuff, right? And I'm, okay. I, can't, I can't say enough how much that I, I would completely look over that Kendrick album if I was going on one of my streets to buy some records. And it's, it's not because I don't like Kendrick, because I really do. But it's just like the buildup versus the result is what makes it disappointing. You got to think, man, like, Six, seven months ago, this dude was dropping like cryptic messages. He set up the whole website. He was bro doing all this all these things to basically just explain this is gonna be his last album with Top Dog. So for what it was, it's like nah, I'm you know what? And let me let me also say this as I'm criticizing this album. About a year ago, I was talking big shit about um Donda. And I told I told y'all <laughs> I, I was texting y'all and I was like you know maybe I was a little too critical like because I I've listened to it a few times since then and I don't hate it as much as I thought I did but and even then I don't hate this Kendrick album I mean but I just think the playback value like AJ well like both of y'all said was just very yeah mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to that album again. 
and even then like kind of going back to how we started like is that enough to have you believe that music is mid right now nah i think i'm just well one i, I think it's just kind of coming with getting older and i think may, maybe the music isn't hitting me the same way like I can't, I remember when Friday Night Lights came out when I was in college walking around campus. I was like, damn, this man J. Cole really made this mixtape for me. <laughs> like, like, listening to Coming Home for the Holidays, I'm like, bro, that's, this is literally me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that as I'm sitting here knocking on 30, music is necessarily intended. The music that I like isn't necessarily music that's intended for me and nobody's making music that necessarily speaks to me. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it has to directly relate to me because obviously I'm, you know, the first thing from a straight nigga, but I, I still, you know what I mean, dabble a little bit everywhere. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't say enough how much. I don't know. Music just doesn't move me the same way. I definitely okay. agree. As I'm, as I'm maturing, I'm developing just that sound that I like to hear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, not every single thing is as appealing to me as it probably used to be. Like, there's probably some music that's dropped the last couple weeks that I would usually hop on that, like, I can, I'm really just taking my time and probably not, not really in a rush to really get into like that, you know? I find myself listening to the same couple songs every day, you know, same albums every day, whatever. So I don't know. I'm just really developing the ear for what I really, really like to listen to and hear. So. Nah, and that's for real. Like the hottest dudes now ain't the hottest dudes in my, in my plays. I, I sit there and I watch my nephew like blaring young boy and, I'll just be looking at him, just like really trying to find it in his face. Like, what is this? What is this? There's not one NBA young boy song in my catalog. Unless he's featuring somebody's song, you will not be able to search him and get a whole, you know, album of his work. Never. Well, like, again, like I was literally about to ask y'all about young boy. Uh, just because, like, I saw the other day that he had reached, like, some record on streams or, like, YouTube views or something, and I was like, bro, How? really? How? He, has cult, he has a cult following, bro. He's... It's crazy. It's it's really... But, bro... <laughs> bro, it's just... I don't get it, though, because, like, two years ago... People were just making like memes about him, like how he aggressively would do stuff. Like, like I would see like pictures of somebody like how NBA young boy eats a burger, and it would be somebody like squishing the, <laughs> like the burger around it. Like, bro, how is this, like when did the script flip? Like, like to his music, ahead. like um, whenever I listen to his music, like I feel like I got to be doing some kind of like activity, like. Uh, I can't just listen to his music and it's just like, you know, we're sitting down chilling and you put on some NBA young boy. I'm like, like somebody get a basketball out or something or like, let's go throw the football around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like something, something's got to be going on. I don't know. Like, 
I feel like when people talk about you or like specifically like young people, which I feel old as hell but for saying young people, but like, so AJ, so like when BJ talks about young boy, I'm just like, I feel like the yay uh, video where he's talking about Lady Gaga and cameras, bro. Like, I really like where he was like, I like some of the Gaga songs. What does she know about cameras? But like, <laughs> I do like some of the young boy songs. Like, Nevada, I think Nevada's dope. I think like the Fed Baby's mixtape with him and Moneybag was dope. But like, he's breaking records for streams. Like, who who is run, who is running this back that often? Where he's leading in streams or YouTube views, bro? I don't get it. He's on like a Soldier Boy stretch right now, like with the streams and everything. He's really going crazy. You have to send me a link, man, because there's no way. There's no way I could ever <laughs> yeah. dive in and try to pick through and see this is going to be the That track. Nevada song is the only song I know of his. Like, not saying that I know it word for word or nothing, but that's the only song that I know of that, like, if you told me, hey, play a, a you know, NBA Youngboy song, that would be the song I would play. So, so. <laughs> so I think the consistency is maybe we're just old, so music ain't hitting for us the same way, but just keep moving along. Um, over the past couple years, I don't remember, maybe it was 2021, maybe it was 2020 thing, we saw that NIL, name it, image likeness deals got uh, approved for players that um, that aren't playing in the professional level. We saw it notably in the NCAA, which is huge, right, because that's that's giving players with a little bit of notoriety a chance to put some money in their pockets instead of just the NCAAs. But I think we've seen a couple of uh, prominent coaches say that they think these nail deals are bad for their respective leagues. And I just wanted to get you guys' uh, take on it. And there's one guy specifically I want to just, like, I just want to thump on the head for his position on this. But I, just wanna, I want y'all uh, take first. Well, I mean, you can go ahead and say uh, Dabo because Dabo's been super duper annoying ever since name, image, and likeness stuff came about. Um, Dabo, if you don't know, Dabo Sweeney, head coach of the Crimson Tigers. Um, I think I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad for college sports just because, like, any interview that you get from a Division One athlete is specifically, like, when you get to, like, football players and specifically football players that don't come from a lot they talk about their struggles um financially while playing sports like I'll never forget like hearing Arian Foster talk about his time at Tennessee where he was like he was barely paying his rent at an apartment when he was at the University of Tennessee and like that's really sad because he was a star running back you you expect uh, somebody to be able to profit off of their likeness, especially when there's NCAA football that was still out with EA Sports, which is coming back. And they have like uh, autographs and they have like all these other things. Like the NCAA would sell jerseys on their website and just not have last names on the back. Like they can't make anything off of that. So it's nice to see them be able to profit off of the things that they provide to the universities. I think it just presents an ethical dilemma when it comes to the boosters and what that money is going towards. 
because today, literally today, like maybe four or five hours ago, um, ESPN released a, a report that the NCAA is asking all of the respective conferences and teams a part of the organization to kind of look out for um, violations, NIL violations. And so if you don't know like name, image, and likeness, you're allowed to like be in commercials. You're allowed to sign autographs and make money for it. You're allowed to do a lot of things that are like individualized, but what you aren't allowed to is essentially pay somebody to go to your school. So right now, Texas and it was under fire because it has been said that they spent around or their boosters spent around $30 million on their recruiting class for this year. And 24 seven sports is a recruiting website. They do football, basketball, pretty much any sport. And they have a point system and Texas A&M ranked 11 points higher than second place. Second place was Alabama. 11 points is a lot for recruiting class. This is Texas A&M's probably their best recruiting class in school history and it just so happened to be in the year that nil just became super duper popular and texas a&m has some of the best boosters and booster club in the entire like college college sports like uh, kind of environment so yeah it's just it's a big ethical dilemma with okay we understand that they can do this however when it comes to the boosters what is this money actually for so yeah it needs to be regulated a little bit better hold on real quick for context do you off the top of your head and it's okay if you don't know do you know the difference i know you said it's 11 points between one and two do you know the difference for two between two and three i do not but i also saw that the university of kentucky is ranked 13 in their recruiting class for this year and to put it plainly, the University of Kentucky is not a top 15 football program in the country. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, I mean, we all knew we all knew it was going to get out of hand. Let's be real. It was going to get out of hand. I mean, they started it with really no regulations attached to it. I mean, I mean, there's of course there's some regulations and bylaws they going by. But, I mean, come on, man. You're talking about millions and millions of dollars. There's some of that cash is going to slip through, you know, them rules and everything. But I, for one, just hate how some of these grown men, that being these coaches, responded to these kids getting paid to play these sports, you know. Uh, I'm talking about from Nick Saban, um, Les Miles, just like even just their whole little friction that they've had about it. It's just – how they all have responded to it and how they're acting about it is really ridiculous. And they should all be ashamed of themselves seeing how, you know, they're sitting on the sidelines getting paid millions of dollars, you know, not saying that coaching is a huge aspect and an important position to the sport, but it's kind of a difference when you're out there putting your body and everything on the line, playing these sports and not getting paid off your likeness and you know what you do. So, uh, Boo to them. Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes to the coaches. Yeah, um, I'm and AJ went ahead and said his name. Uh, honestly, my biggest person is Nick Saban because he's he's kind of got this backhanded support position from from what I'm observing. It's like 
oh, well, you know what I mean? It's okay. We're just going to be able to get everybody. You know, Bama got, Bama paid $3 million in nail deals over this past year. And then, of course, there was the, um, and then, of course, it was the jab at, um, at, um, oh, shoot, at Texas A&M, what's his coach? Jimbo. At Jimbo, yeah, Jimbo and Fisher. Dion. At Jimbo Fisher and at Deion Sanders with their whole, uh, well, they paid, they paid their whole team or they gave that number one recruit guy a million dollars to go to JSU. Like, Nick, I'm I'm gonna keep it a band with you, man. And just from and I, I hope I don't sound like I'm snitching, but just from us knowing like several D1 athletes and rather successful D1 athletes and understanding how they may have been getting tossed some bread on the side. Like although we got this nail thing, all, all this allowed people to do is to be loud and out and open with it because we know there was still folks getting that bread well before well before this became uh, legalized. So Nick Saban is just my biggest, I, I don't know, he's the target for my darts these days. I, I really hate to see dude. So. Absolutely. And they're like, obviously not, it's not all bad. Like there are organizations that are doing it the right way. Like Adidas sure. has a really, really good, um, not policy, but they have a really good thing going with NIL where, they have their athletes and they're allowed to profit off of even some of the online sales that go through Adidas. So like, I think they have, uh, I can't remember her name, but it's a women's golfer from Stanford that they have. And she is allowed to get a certain, not necessarily a royalty, but a certain percentage of a sale that Adidas gets for, something associated with her she gets that money and that's awesome like that's what this is supposed to be about like it we're not supposed to have like the pay for play thing but we're also not supposed to have situations like with when Jim Trestle was at Ohio State and they got in trouble for literally making money off of autographs bro like that is what we're trying to kind of toe the line of right now and it's going to be interesting. That's why I say it's an ethical dilemma because right now it's all on an honor system and they're all just supposed to report um, a violation when they see it, but that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, give my boy Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Give my man his Heisman back. And I just want to correct myself too. I said Les Miles. I don't know why I said that. I meant Jimbo Fisher. But uh, yeah, just to correct myself on that. No, nah, I appreciate the self-accountability, bro, because I definitely didn't catch you saying that. So, dang, I'm a bad friend. My fault, bro. But Sorry. the next thing I want us to talk about with y'all, and, and Jamal prefaced them a little bit earlier when we talked a little bit about Ezra Miller's uh, PR specialist. Jamal, what have you officially nicknamed uh, my guy? The Nasty Man. He is the nasty man. Listen, I've seen so much stuff on social media and in different social circles about the controversy regarding the nasty man. If you don't know who the nasty man is, it's number four in a Cleveland Browns uniform, Deshaun Watson. I don't want to talk about 
the allegations. There's way too many. And it's really, really sad that we're even doing this right now. But the fact that the NFL made his suspension 11 games just so he could come back against the Texans kind of put me over today. So I'm still in a really bad spot from finding that out because, like, let's be real, an 11-game suspension has probably never happened in NFL history. And so they suspended him 11 games just so he can come back against the Texans. Now I'm not saying they're going to put Davis Mills in a primetime slot for the NFL, but obviously that game is going to get higher ratings than what it normally would under like regular like Sunday circumstances. So it's just really upsetting that we're going through this. And I just, I can't believe that we've, we just really don't care about women's experiences and uncomfortable situations and sexual harassment and sexual assault and all of those situations that just are really wrong on pretty much every level, both like morally, literally any type of context that you apply to it. It's just disgusting. So yeah, we don't, we don't like the nasty man around here. Uh, yeah, just a fight with a mute button there. But um, I mean, gosh, it's, this is just one of those situations, man. It's just, I just can't put my finger on this dude and what his thought process processes are when it comes to his actions in this entire situation. I just think it's so much going on and so much deeper things to this situation that we don't know about that makes us that makes us all out here like think so crazy about it as we have. I'm not saying that anybody's really got their mindset on it anymore as of now, but probably a month or two ago, you know, just thinking about the situation. Um but I mean, I think that over the weekend the video that came out of him actually apologizing and actually seeming like he was basically taking fault. So with that being said, the nasty man uh, nickname is confirmed and that's pretty much, you know, sticking there. So that's it. But I mean, I don't know. I just think it's so much more to the story that needs to come out. Not, I'm not justifying dude at all. I'm just saying that I just feel like this was just a terrible situation and it was a web of, things going on that let this situation happen to these women but um like I, I honestly think there's more people that probably should be at fault for it not taking away from Deshaun I just think that you know there's more people like that needs to be going down as well for this because it just I don't know it was just a weird situation the way it all went down and everything I mean you know I don't want to go into too much detail about it just because it's been talked to so talked about so much, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a terrible situation. Um, the Browns should be ashamed of how this looks on their organization, you know, um, outside of the money that they possibly could lose or whatever, you know, none of that even matters. But it's just a terrible situation, and dude probably needs to probably get some help for real. And so, a couple of quick things I definitely want to say. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen an 11, such a specific number, game suspension. Because, like, what significance does it have in a 17-game season 
what is 11? It's not the halfway point. It's not – like, what are we talking about here? Also, for anybody listening and seeing, like, if we sound harsh or whatever, right? So these allegations came out last March, I want to say, right? And at that time, we were still recording regularly. And um, I, I remember we all sat down. We had an initial conversation. And the unanimous, the unanimous thing was, hey, before we, you know, are too opinionated on this thing, um, although we want to make the best, although we want to make, uh, we want, we want to assume the best thing out of these victims, right? And we, we definitely want to believe people want to make reports. We, we said, we'll do the responsible thing and wait for more details to come out. And that's what we did. We did that for a long time. And more and more details start coming, and more allegations, and more and more. Until it got to the point where, like Jamal alluded to, it got exhausting. Like, come on, dog, come on. So, I I just want to emphasize that as well. And yeah, man, the nasty man definitely needs help. And I can't I can't imagine what the Browns were thinking, like signing bro, like I don't want to say bro, signing dude. Because he can throw football, like dog. That's a whole predator, legend. So I don't know. I I really hate to see it for him, and I I'd never have another positive thing to say about him ever again. If he makes a great pass, I'll always say I've seen better. Like <laughs> nothing great him ever again. But. While we're one of the things I, I definitely want us to end on is some predictions from the NFL. Last year we were uh, we uh, had our early predictions, and I don't want to go through all of them. I don't want to necessarily go through Super Bowl, who's going to win divisions, conferences, etc. But I just want to ask y'all, what's one uh, bold prediction that you're going to make about the coming season, AJ? Uh, uh, I think the Eagles win the NFC East. Um, I think Jalen Hurts take another step. Um, and mostly because of how the team upgraded. You know, they upgraded, gave him a lot of weapons around him. They got AJ Brown. Um, Goddard's going to make another leap. Um, they still got um, Devontae Smith. Um, and the defense has gotten really well as well with the two guys they picked up from Georgia, um, Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis. So, um, and I got uh, Bradbury, right, this year as well. So, I mean, they're they're looking really nice. I think the way the Cowboys are looking and, I mean, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Commanders with um, Wentz, I don't think that they're going to really hold up to the Eagles. So that's my bold prediction. Uh, my bold prediction is that the Colts win the AFC South by at least three games. I don't think the time, I think losing AJ Brown is a really big thing. Um, I'm a huge Robert Woods fan. So I think Robert Woods is going to do well as a receiver and a football player for them. I don't think you need to have Rob, Robert Woods on your team as a number one receiver, specifically on a team that is run first. And all of the 
the reports that are coming out of Titans camp is that Traylon Burks is underwhelming, and he also missed the rest of practice yesterday with an injury. Um, and their defense hasn't really been that great. Um, they've been middle of the road, but I, I just I think the Colts got better by getting like Stefan Gilmore, obviously Yannick Ngankwe, but obviously Matt Ryan. He's the best quarterback that they've had um, since the lucky years. And I think that's going to do really, really well for the young guys in the locker room. I think they win the AFC South by at least three games. I really got my eye on that Alec Pierce kid. I heard he's having a really good camp. He's nasty. He's a true ex. He's going crazy in uh, camp right now. Who is he giving the blues? Uh, um, dang, Jeff my Akuda. boy, man, Jeff Akuda, Akuda. man, yeah. that's tough. We gotta, we gotta tune in the hard knocks next week. Yeah, I, I definitely. I think, I think, the story, I think the story, dude. I think the story's out on him, man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna keep my comments to myself. More to follow. Got it. My bold prediction, and this has nothing to do with um my team affiliation right now because. Let's keep it band. I'm in my last year um, of this fandom contract. I'm on an option year right now. I exercised it. So at the end of this football season, I, I may be looking somewhere else. But my bold prediction is that I, Isaiah Simmons, if he's not an all-pro, he will be a pro bowler. Bud. Bud. All right. We're going to see. They actually have him playing safety this year, so we're going to see. I don't see it, and I'm going to just keep it real. I think I think that field is, is way too deep, and I think Buddy's – first of all, he's out of position, I think. Uh, but I think he can be used very well coming off the edge better. Um outside linebacker type play. But I think that feels too deep for him to get a ball, pro ball selection, to be honest. I think the biggest thing preventing him from getting to the play, excuse me, from the pro bowl this year is that they essentially said that they're going to use him for what they drafted him for. Like, he's going to be playing more safety. He's going to be playing more linebacker. We might see him as the nickel corner at times, which is honestly not that bad of a call since the Cardinals secondary is atrocious. I could go Cardinal for 85, I'm sure. But, yeah, they're they're just horrible. But that that's the only thing I think that will keep him from being really successful, having to be all over the place in the season. The there we have it. Fellas. Real quick, real quick, how do y'all think the Cardinals are going to do? Like, what's your prediction on their record? You okay. don't want to see – you do not want to see our texting thread about the Cardinals. <laughs> we text about the Cardinals every week, and it's it has gotten way more dark as the weeks have progressed. I think I would be really, really happy if they won 10 games. But I just don't think that's a realistic prediction because they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. 
they don't have their top receiver for six games. Their number two receiver might get suspended, maybe not. Um, they didn't make any upgrades or like worthy upgrades on defense, and the corners are still really bad. So I think they're going to have to outscore people to win games, and they're just not going to be able to hold up enough because they don't have their number one receiver. So I think they'll be nine and eight. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit more um, pessimistic. I think seven and ten is a realistic number, and I, I think that it's. I think one, yes, the um, the D hop suspension is going to be killing them, but I think just knowing how they perform at the end of seasons is going to be hard on them. And honestly, man, if they fall off, if they just implode again after week 12, I'm going to riot if Cliff – actually, no, I, I lied. If they implode again at the end of the season, I won't be here. Magic Johnson's face. I'm not going to be here. So, I'm going to be rooting for somebody else. So, hey, AJ, bro, we might both be Bears fans next year, dog. Nah. Wow, look at that, man. That'd be we amazing. A, we got a full card over here, man. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also as I'm as I'm giving the Cardinals corners hell, yo, rest in peace to Greg Williams. This is definitely unfortunate to see, bro, um, get signed and then tragically killed uh, so soon after. That's, that's definitely unfortunate, man. RP, prayers up. Mm-hmm. But as we go hangry, wrap things up, man. Definitely want to say to y'all, man. I appreciate this time. Everybody out there, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, it, it's been way too long. Um, obviously, we're not going to go this long again without um, probably being done. <laughs> but I don't see that. I don't see that happening uh, very near future. But we're still just trying yeah, to work. Next, we're gonna let's let's talk fantasy next show. Ooh, okay. Let's get it <laughs> in. Oh yeah, I'm all for it. And I think so. Wait, let me see. Next time we record if we record what we're thinking it'll be right after we all we all will have uh drafted in our league together so we get to talk about absolutely i think you meant right after i win the draft and get positioned as first place in our league that's what you meant (laughs) i didn't even think of that (laughs) at all actually (laughs) it's crazy but but all right y'all hey everybody out there definitely um like and share this pod. It's it's definitely our pleasure to record in front of you again. So hey, y'all be easy out there. Peace. Peace. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs>